Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Sarah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I think I'd like to watch romantic comedy. Well, you're supposed to be the leading lady in your own life, for God's sake. And welcome to RomanticComedyCommentary.com, or Sarah chooses to call it. RomComCom.com. And this week, we're diving into a... RomComCom.com, 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 right? It's fantastic. Yeah. And this week, we are talking about a holiday heavy hitter. Yeah, it really is. Actually called The The Holiday. (laughs) I had not seen this movie, and I'm going to be very honest with you, I was entirely unaware... I'm pretty sure I was unaware of its existence uh, entirely. Really? Yeah. No, I don't think I knew really anything about this movie Hmm. whatsoever. Wow, Uh, you're missing out. No, I was. I enjoyed this (laughs) thoroughly. And to anyone that doesn't know anything about it, it is a 2006, obviously, romantic comedy. It's a little long at two hours and 18 minutes, but with the cast, yeah, but with the cast, it doesn't feel like it. You've got, are you ready for this? Hmm. Boom, you've got Cameron Diaz. Boom, you've got Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. Boom, you've got Jack Black. Boom, you've got Jude Law. Mm-hmm. And that's without even getting into the kind of undercard of the cast. Ruf- Ruf- Rufus Sewell, Eli Wallach, some some older names here. <laughs> John Krasinski. John Krasinski Catherine has Hahn. a... So good. Yeah, and it has... Again, like most, so I'm noticing most of these movies that we do fall into about the same rating range. Mm-hmm. It, IMDb, it's a it's six point nine, so call it a seven. <laughs> Metacritic, fifty two percent. Fifty two. I know, but then again, Google rating ninety three percent, and it seems like good rom coms yeah. that we do all seem to fall in that range. I I will unabashedly say I enjoyed this thoroughly i would watch it again um and i think the i watched it with my girlfriend stephanie and i think her cry rating during it uh was three i think she cried at three separate times in this movie yeah so i think if we were rating on a scale of stephanie crying during romantic comedy this would probably be pretty (laughs) um i don't know actually this may not be that high on her crying for romantic comedy i feel like three would be about average for her really yeah i mean she's got a very big heart so, you know. And a lot of tears. And a lot of tears uh, with that. Uh, before we dive into it, Sarah, for anybody that hasn't seen the movie, would you like to give a very quick one minute or under <clears throat> synopsis all right. at all? If you can do. So, Kate Winslet lives in London. She's miserable because her office romance broke up with her. Oh, she broke up with him because he cheated on her. She's still in love with him. They have this weird relationship. Cameron Diaz is in L.A. She and her boyfriend live together, but she never has time for him, and he doesn't love her, and he cheats on her. So they decide to do a house swap on this home exchange website, which is a real website. And over the Christmas season, they switch houses. Cameron Diaz finds Jude Law, who happens to be Kate Winslet's brother, and they start dating. And Kate Winslet finds her older neighbor man (laughs) and stumbles upon Jack Black as well. So she kind of has two things going on and falls in love with old Hollywood. And they end up falling for these dudes, coming together at New Year's Eve, and grooving out to Nancy Myers. 
So I looked while you were saying that because I didn't know home exchange sites were it's a real. real. Thing. There's two of them. In fact, mm-hmm. they come right up. There's Love Home Swap and Home Exchange. Yeah, and it was so popular in 2006 that the British police had to issue a warning for people to stop doing it because of no. home invasions and murders. What? No joke. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But isn't this pretty much just Airbnb, but yeah. you're like doing it with one other person? Right. Wow. Yeah. Would you? It's like the early. Well, it's like Craigslist. If you're not being careful, slash the early <laughs> days of Craigslist. Like, come on in and murder me. I don't know. Yeah. I am looking up right now on this site, Columbus, Ohio, where oh, where geez. we live, just <laughs> to see. To come to Columbus. Well, I'm just really curious if there's going to be Someone anything that even <laughs> comes up whatsoever for it. Someone in like. <laughs> Like Middle England. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, sir. Middle England was only in the Peter Jackson films. That's not a real place. That's in Australia or New Zealand, first of all. And it's also and it's Middle, Middle Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of two things is happening right now. I'm either having a very difficult time navigating this site, or nobody in Columbus. <laughs> There's no homes in Columbus available. They definitely um, Americanized the language what do you because mean? I noticed that even when they were in England. Jude Law said something about something about blah 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 my ass. Nobody says ass in England; they say arse. But they made him, and it, you could hear him almost say ass. That he was fighting like, it. Yeah, like he wanted to say arse. Like Nancy Meyer made him say ass, and they definitely didn't say like funny English things that I wish that they they had the opportunity to really put in some funny things. Like one of Brian's former coworkers is English, and she is now an American citizen, but she told her husband, like, I'm just going to go out for an odd cheeky pint. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? That's a pretty sweet thing to say. <laughs> Where are you going and what's happening? And she's like, oh, it's just like a beer after work that wasn't planned, basically. I'm just going to go out for an odd cheeky pint. I just looked. I cannot find one in Columbus, but I found a couple in Cleveland. I found a three-bedroom, three-bath, 2,800-square-foot house in Cleveland. Cleveland! (laughs) At least it's not Detroit. It's in Shaker Heights. We're not Detroit! It looks from the exterior. Would you ever do this? And I know it's- Shaker Heights is legit. Really? Yeah. It looks nice nice on the inside. Well, okay. Number one, would you ever do this? You would do an exchange. (sighs) Younger me who- (sighs) Who didn't, let me think, would real would real Sarah do this? Me, Sarah, right now being like, yeah, would do it. But You mean you, Sarah, with a, a beer, a couple beers in you would 100% do it. Yeah. Let's say I'm that, okay, let me pose you a scenario. <clears throat> okay. Sarah, would you do this <clears throat> if your parents offered to watch the kids for like two weeks, Brian was doing something and it was just you could go by yourself or me. you and a friend. Either you uh, either you or you and a friend could go do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no family, no kids. No, I'm thinking more about someone else being in my house. That also would be part of it. Oh, so you're yeah. less worried about going to a place oh, yeah, and more I don't worried about, about someone being in my place, yeah. Let's assume that there's some sort of check I don't know if I like that. going on. Oh no. Really? Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I like that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I I don't know if I do. Eh, fuck it. I'd probably do it. Who am I kidding? I don't have mess up my shit. I don't have an, I don't have nice things, so it really wouldn't be a big deal if they messed up everything. I'd probably be out like forty five bucks and <laughs> you know <laughs> what a uh, handle a Jim Beam or something like that. Um, 
So did you the first thing that I want to start in this movie and we're we're probably going to jump around because uh admittedly we both watched the end of the movie together and we're a couple uh drinks Say in what and that's now? fine. Oh, and we're a couple. <laughs> yeah. We're a couple We're of not dr- a couple. <laughs> no, we're a couple of drinks in. Uh, no, we're probably going to jump around admittedly because we're a couple drinks in, but did you notice Sarah uh in this film who Jasper was and Rufus what he is Sewell. from and you know what he's from? A lot of stuff. Do you know what he's from that you and I have talked about several times? No. <laughs> the man in the high tower. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, there we go. God damn it. If Why you, didn't I think of if that? If you didn't notice that when we were finished, yeah. if we were finishing the movie, yeah, there's yeah, the yeah, part yeah. where he's in the house and I he's just went, Nazi. it won't know if you were paying attention. I went, oh shit, and just started writing furiously. It's because I realized he's the guy from know. the man in the high tower. Yeah. And once I saw that, I he couldn't, is. once, because so he plays. He plays American well. He does. But he plays in this Kate Winslet's kind of <laughs> asshole uh, ex. L- ex that strings are on on, like just a shitty person but and i disliked him in that role but then the minute i realized he was the nazi prick from yeah uh, man in the high tower is like fuck that guy even more no because in the second season you haven't watched the third season no i haven't well get in the third season not that he (laughs) redeems himself exactly but he is definitely not (laughs) a redeeming asshole uh redeems himself enough for me to hate him dude how good of a punk band name is redeeming asshole Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Redeeming asshole. Really quick, have do you? You probably don't notice, but do you notice anything that I'm wearing that I'm trying to like create a certain oof? Like a turtlenecky thing. I'm wearing a cow neck sweater. I don't know what that. A pearlescent cow neck sweater. Okay. And what are these? Earrings. What are they? Uh-oh. I, I can't tell. They all, they look like a fruit. They're pine cones. Yeah, they're pine cones. Do I <laughs> yeah. not get it? They're pine cones and a pearlescent cow neck sweater. And I came in wearing that camel coat with my cool boots. Do you just mean you're in like a full I'm, holiday? I'm creating gar- like a Nancy Meyer wardrobe. Oh, okay. I get it. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm dense when it comes to these things. <laughs> Seven, you noticed. Oh, really? Yeah. No, you definitely have like a, and I'm sitting here in a t-shirt that I've owned <laughs> since pretty much the end of college. Sorry that a you got black dri- plain t-shirt. Yeah. Sorry that you got no, dressed up I'm for this. No, I'm doing the Nancy, uh, the Nancy Myers kind of situation. Like, I feel like her signature color is white. Really? Like, she is like all about white. If I don't know if you've ever seen As Good As It Gets. Uh, no, I've seen it's chunks like, on TV. She's in a beach house. and Everything is white. And she always wears white. And in this movie, it's like. That's a very signature. Like Cameron Diaz mm. is wearing a white, like fluffy coat, and then at one point she's wearing like a white, more wool. Oh, yeah, now that you're pointing it out, I guess. And like yeah. everything in her house in L.A. is all white stuff, and it's like that's Nancy Myers. Like yeah. she is classically, like known for her like perfect interior design. Now that you're saying it, yeah, I see yeah. it, 100. percent Like girls want to live in Nancy. Like, like you could make an Instagram account. There probably is one based on like Nancy Myers' interior designs for her movies. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. See, and that's the type of stuff that just isn't even on my radar. To be perfectly really? honest, no, not at all. What? I, well, have you watched any other Nancy Myers movies? I don't think I've really seen too many because I'm looking right here. The Intern, haven't seen it. It's complicated. Yeah. Haven't seen it. The oh, Holiday, yeah. just saw it. Something's mm-hmm. got to give. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Parent Trap, maybe. Oh shit! Father of the Bride was her. Mm-hmm. Okay, have seen Father of the Bride one the and two in that house. That's a good point. <clears throat> Jumping Jack Flash was Nancy Myers. Really? That was. Do you know what that movie hmm. is? 
it's Whoopi Goldberg. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. she gets a. She's all like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just did it. Like, that's the movie. Yeah. Now people don't need to watch it because you nailed it. <laughs> Jumping through this, the one Wait thing... Wait a minute, though. Sorry, sorry. We're back to Nancy Myers here. Okay. She is, I think, on the level of Nora Ephron. Really? Okay, convince me. She has me. her own style and her own, you know, kind of way... I guess I'm saying style again... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want she another synonym for style? complete control over her environment. And I think she's a little bit more controlled than Nora was, but they both wrote and directed their movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they both had a point of view. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, Nancy Myers is knowing, known for portraying more of a mature point of view. Okay. Like The Holiday is one of, is more of a classic rom-com, but like, it's complicated and as good as it gets are both for people 50 and over, I would say. Okay. Like, I remember my old boss at Fountain Point being like, you guys won't get this. You fully won't understand this movie until you're much older. But it's just so perfect. Like, Diane Keaton is amazing hmm. and just really, like, raving about, like, understanding people in their later years. Well, I mean, look, the intern, you <clears throat> yeah. know, there's... I, That's what I'm saying. She and, really leaned into it then. Yeah. Well, and Father of the Bride Part 2 most certainly mm-hmm. is about... Okay. So she probably, loves Diane Keaton. So some of her writing, or most of what she's written, probably follows where she's at in life right. and she leans into it. Okay. And there's a new Rebel Wilson comedy about how she gets stuck in a rom-com i can't think of what it's called but she says when she's looking around new york because she lives in new york oh my god i've landed in a nancy myers movie because everyone knows nancy myers tell that it's a nancy myers movie like everything is perfect could it possibly be called isn't it romantic isn't it romantic yeah Yeah. so we'll probably be doing that when it comes out oh definitely it's completed yeah, no, I'd agree with you on Nancy Myers because you don't really have too many uh, other than You Nora never see Efron. a strip mall in Nancy Myers' movie. You never see anything ugly. It's like, run through the sheep pasture and into the cottage. Yeah, that was one thing when in the beginning... So the beginning of this movie when Kate Winslet gets... She finds out her uh, ex is engaged or whatever and he's been stringing mm. her on. She runs back to her house, but she's like... She, she works at a big newspaper. In London. And then she runs to this... She doesn't run. She takes a train. Okay, and then is like running. (laughs) Okay, my point is though, you don't think someone working in a oh, it for sure shows her running into the house in like a panic. But you don't think this woman working at a big newspaper in London and then see her running into a cottage, you think apartment or something like that. That was I know Emma. I was watching it with my seven year old, and she said, "That's where she lives." (laughs) It's kind of like if you worked in New York and you lived in like. Connecticut and you took the train right across the border Mm. and you had this house kind of like out in the country but the funny thing is like they make more of a big deal about Cameron Diaz's house and how nice it is and all this stuff and wow it's in LA and it's just so nice and in reality that cottage in Surrey 40 minutes outside London would be at least a million dollars no shit oh yeah really yeah Okay. Oh, for sure. I looked so it up. Oh, okay. So it's not like just a quaint little... Oh, no. Like she would be... She had to inherit that from someone or be making way more on wedding announcements than I think she would for the London Times. Really? Yeah. See, and that's... 
I guess I didn't think of the money involved in it, but more oh, I yeah. was just going, what kind of commute is this yeah. woman doing? It's 40 minutes, which isn't all that bad in London. I mean, London is fucking insane. Like, New York is insane. I don't know. I think London's worse. Like, legit, because of the exchange rate as well. Oh, my God. Like, Surrey is not that far outside London. And if you can get, like, a cottage in the middle of, like, a beautiful sheep pasture, but still access, like, the town of Surrey, yeah, you're doing just fine. Yeah, and it didn't, the cottage had even a name? I feel like if your cottage Rose has a Hill. name. No, everything doesn't. Even, oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. I, I guess <laughs> they I. They name their shit all over the place. Okay, well, we don't. I don't know what it is about Well, it. we don't have, like, <clears throat> Rose Hill Cottage here in the U.S. Rose so Hill Cottage. Fine. It's only two bedrooms, but it's there. Here's another question for you. So as I was watching this, I see Jude Law and I, I go, this is an actor that I know is in a lot of things, but I feel like I haven't seen him a lot in stuff. I just know he's there. So I went through his hmm. IMDb and of the 72 roles that he is wow. listed for, and this includes, this isn't just movies. See, I wish it was just movies that list TV and all this and that and the other. I have seen 11. I've seen oh. 11 of those uh, films making for 15% of Jude Law's career that I have seen. Yeah. Jack Black is listed for 152 roles. Whoa. But that includes uh, TV and even video games. So I think his is a little yeah, skewed. skewed. I've seen it's probably around the same. I've seen 20 of those. Oh, for really? For 13% of Jack Black's uh, career. But here's the one that kind of got me. Cameron Diaz. Yeah. 55 roles. That's it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or at least what they list on for filmography. Hmm. I've seen 17 of those Whoa. for a whopping 31% of Cameron Diaz's Jeez. movie movie uh, career. At what point do you become a casual fan of someone percentage-wise? Because I feel like at 15%, I am not a casual Jude Law fan, but I feel at 31%, yeah. I'm kind of starting to get Once close to get being a Cameron Diaz scale. 25%. Is that it? Do you feel one quarter of a person's filmography, yeah, you get past that I even by so. chance? Or at least 30. Because I'm not going to lie either. Part of the reason I went <laughs> over on Cameron Diaz so much is that she had a string of, and I, I do very much like Cameron Diaz, I realized during hmm. this, and also going through her filmography. I realize but, I'm not a huge fan. Really? Yeah. Well, but she was in a string of movies that either... I like um, her. It was a, she's been was in a string of movies she that either... She doesn't speak to me. I can see that. But that Comedy Central either plays a lot, or that TNT plays a lot, no, or USA, why. or that's FX why. that has the movies. <laughs> so I've seen like the one with... Like, uh, couch I, time. Well, I've seen like sex tape a couple times. I've seen the one where she's a teacher and I can't think of I've the name a couple heard times. i sex tape. Bad Teacher is the name of it. Bad Teacher I've seen a couple times because of that. But then she's in Charlie's a bunch of... Charlie's Angels. Do you, Charlie's Angels was good. She was in The Mask. Yeah. Do you remember her in The Mask? Yes, I fucking do. Are you kidding me? Uh, that was like her big breakout. But then also going through Jude Law, there were some I didn't really... I mean, I remember... Talented Mr. Ripley. I remember him in Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, Love that movie. Grand Budapest he was in. Yeah, he was great in that. Um, There's something about him, though. I wrote that down... Is he hot? Question. Mark? I have down. Is he attractive to women, or is I, he? Because he feels like he's right at that he's uncanny. Right there. I don't know if it's. It wouldn't be an yeah. uncanny valley. You're saying but, uncanny because he played a robot in um, AI. AI. And he was creepy in that. And he was, yeah. So and I he's guess got that you, British accent. But I think in this movie, like f you live in Surrey, and you don't go out much, you should not be that tan. It's not. He's too tan. He's not the right color. Oh. He's not the right color. And I just saw him last month on Kelly and Ryan. 
because they're my best friends. You love Kelly and Ryan. And I saw him. He's so rumpled all the time. It's like he can't help it. He's just a rumpled dude. And he's like, yeah, I just have been traveling so much. I'm going to travel to 17 different cities in the next month and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. And I like dig around. He has two kids. And he was talking about how much he travels. I'm like, how do you make that work? I don't know. He sounds like... I don't know. He sounds like his own character before she knew he had kids where he's just like all over the place and doing whatever. I don't know. Uh, Actual Stephanie quote as she was crying when so he has kids in this movie and it comes out partway through and it's he's a widower Mm -hmm. actual quote from Stephanie when right after the scene where they showed the kids fighting through tears. Mind you. Oh, no. I love Jude Law, but he's such a dick. Yeah. But let me reenact it. He comes it. off as dickish. <laughs> Love you, Law. Oh, Why no. is he such a dick? And then she. He pr- does. He he has this dickish vibe, which is why he was perfect in Talented Mr. Ripley. And I think he may have gotten an Oscar nod for that. Did he? But. I would watch that later He, tonight. like, he still. I don't know how he does it. It's in every movie role. And it's in, like, even the interview I watched with Ryan and Kelly. It's like he. Seems like he has so much going on. He's the coolest guy in the room, yet he's kind of rumpled. His hair is receding. He's not the right color. And he's like doing his thing and being too long. And I have a British accent and I'm just smarter than everyone. It's like, what is going on here? Are you? Or is this just like a big, like the emperor has no clothes situation and we've all bought in? I just don't know. You would. It, it, I can't. So, I, so are you speaking to just his his look and if he's attractive or are you speaking oh, to his talent general, or everything? Everything. His whole entire being. See, I think he's talented. He is I talented. Do, I will. Yeah. He is 100% talented. But he cannot. He cannot get away from himself in a weird way, which somehow still works for him. But it's like. I still see, like, the fact that Stephanie can cry and still say, I wish she wasn't such a dick. Because somehow you still see that in him. It doesn't make any sense, but it's there. Whereas Kate Winslet, I wrote, is a chameleon, that woman. She can play anything. She plays the rube so well that it makes you uncomfortable how embarrassing she is in this movie because she's so head over heels for Ru- for Jasper Bloom, mm. for Rufus Sewell. It's like, oh, stop. You're so, like, your confidence is so low. What are you doing? And she manages to, like, make you feel for her and really believe, like, she inhabits a role, I think, kind of, I feel it the same way as Meryl Streep. Okay. Like, so completely that you're like i i just see this character you cease to see the person and that's the point of a good act oh no kate winslet's a fantastic actor. like i think she outacts everyone in this i'd agree on that yeah absolutely jack black is wonderful but he's jack black and you know he's jack black i wonder okay so in this plays into what you're saying as i was watching this i was going in light of us having watched Shallow Hal and Jack Black and that, mm-hmm. I was going, man, like Jack Black now, and especially like post King Kong, I thought he I, he's gotten acting chops since yeah, then. For sure, if he was in the same role now, I, I mean, ignore the eight. I just I more mean the talent. Mm-hmm. I I think he would 
stand out a lot more as well. I, I think yeah. he could hang with Kate Winslet. He's done now. more since then, yeah. Yeah, and and he's expanded. When I kind of it makes me like, yeah, Kate Winslet's done an awful lot of you know different and cool roles. Mm. I really wish Jack Black. I mean, he's doing like Goosebumps too now. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's late forties, early fifties. I would love to see him come do one more romantic comedy and crush that would be it. Because I think I think he has the raw. I mean, it's all there, and mm-hmm. I think he has the acting chops to really pull it off. And with the right person opposite him, he cannot get through a song without going like this and doing the riddle it do yeah he cannot sing it it's like all right <laughs> we got it the only movie i felt like he really got out of himself and i didn't even think jack black was the movie bernie did you ever see that no i never saw him aware it was a of it. richard link letter about it was a true story about a guy who was a choir teacher and tried to help like the basically the most crunchy old woman in town and they got to be good friends and then he ended up killing her and hid her body in the freezer and like he in real life lived in Richard Linkletter's uh, garage apartment and he like helped him while he was going through all that stuff (laughs) are you shitting me no Jesus yeah that's is that why he got the role or no, the guy, Bernie, actual Bernie. Oh, oh, I thought you meant Jack Black. <clears throat> Sorry. No. I'm pouring wine. And that's, <laughs> the wine must come first. It's the wine. No, Jack Black um, took on the role, and I felt feel like really nailed it. No, I, I, I would like to see it. I, I'm aware of it. All right, so we get into one of the classic rom-com elements, the soundtrack. And famed composer Hans Zimmer did this. And there's this also relates to the montage. There's a montage when they have lunch at that old stately house. Cameron Diaz and Jude Law have lunch. He's like, would you like to go to lunch and walk around town or whatever? And they end up going out to this funny like stately house place and have this like awkward interview lunch. And then they run around the grounds and it turns into a montage where they're like, I just imagine them filming that, like chasing each other through the tall cypress trees and like kissing and like, I'll tap your arm and I'll run up the stairs. Like that was not one of my favorite montages. Yeah, that was kind of an awkward and I like a good rom-com montage. That one was more awkward than anything else. It didn't continue the plot at all and it didn't like, fit for the tone of the rest of the movie it was it, it was really like they the had tone, really well i didn't think the rest of the movie didn't have like any other mo- i don't think jack black and kate winslet had a montage there, i don't know if they did but there's a montage at the very very end with all of them on new year's Eve. yeah that's a little different uh, i mean that's yeah. like a closing thing yeah but i get what you mean it didn't advance the plot but I know. It, it also didn't tonally just how it felt yeah. that they were randomly like <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about all this serious shit and now we're gonna run around yeah it felt like they were filling Beep. space but they had two <laughs> hours and 18 minutes of anything they should have cut something I know and that could have gone but apparently Nancy Myers was very very involved in the music of that montage and oh, wanted shit. it to be an homage to Rock Hudson and Doris Day movies really? with a bossa nova sound and I noticed that. I was like, I've never seen a montage with like this kind of jazzy background. That's a lot of bossa nova going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on here? And then I was reading on IMDb. Apparently, 
She was so into it that Hans Zimmer wrote an actual score for it and called it For Nancy because she was like adamant about having it. Are you kidding me? So it's kind of funny. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up. You are ki- So on the soundtrack on mm-hmm. Amazon, track 13. For, for Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, that's you can, the montage. You can have that for a dollar twenty nine. It is one minute and twenty seven seconds. You'll just jazz around and hit your friends and run away. This whole soundtrack is like some of the other ones we've seen where they probably didn't want to pay to actually have the soundtrack of the known mo- like music in mm, it. Mm-hmm. So what they released is um, But is there there's like two known songs. No, no, there's known songs in the movie. There's quite a few. It's oh, just really? they aren't on the soundtrack. I can go through this what in a are second. The ones but that are- well, but no. let me let me read first through the ones that are listed on the actual All soundtrack. Right. <clears throat> track three, mm-hmm. kayak for one. Uh, <laughs> track no kayaks in this movie. I, I'm just telling you what it says. <laughs> uh, track six, separate vacations. Track twelve, my personal favorite, busy guy. Oh yeah. Uh, Eighteen, the couch. Spelled C-O-W-C-H. So what the hell does that mean? I have absolutely no idea, Sarah, and I wish I could tell you. But that huh. that's what they list. And we've seen this in a couple others yeah. where... So some of the ones that were actually in the soundtrack, Last Christmas by George Michael, uh, performed by Wham. Wham. Um, we've got Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. By, performed by him. Performed by James Taylor. Oh, yeah, I, I remember that now. A merry little Christmas. You have to have a much readier voice for yeah, James yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Brightside by the Killers, mm-hmm. you remember that? She screams that alone in the house when she's bored. Santa Baby was in there, and mm. it goes through a couple random ones. Sexy Christmas. Sam Cooke, You Send Me, performed by Aretha Franklin. Oh, yeah, close the very to. end. But again, that's they not on a soundtrack. A huge opportunity. A huge opportunity. Please tell me what I they missed. I will tell you the opportunity that they missed. <laughs> They missed the opportunity to have Judy Garland singing What Are You Doing New Year's Eve? Because he turns to her at Eli Wallach's ceremony thing. And Jack Black turns to Kate Winslet and says, What are you doing New Year's Eve? And she's like, I'll be gone by then. He's like, well, I've never been to England. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is old Hollywood. You two are both obsessed with old Hollywood. You like, What Are You Doing New Year's Eve is the best. Be- that, behind all Lang Syne, it is the best New Year's Eve song. That would have been a really ever. good moment. Yeah. And then they're back in England because Cameron Diaz decides to stay for at least through New Year's. And they're all together dancing around Jude Law's gigantic house. Which that also raises a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I guess you inherited money again. I guess, I mean, it, I guess it explains it because they say that their mom is like a very well known editor at random house and their dad was a writer so they both have houses that seem way beyond their means but like play what are you doing new year's eve and like even just like a different you don't have to get the specific julie judy garland version but that is a freaking great song you know it was one of the coolest soundtrack great one of the cooler soundtrack moments in this that i've not seen in any movie, but it really worked in a rom-com more than any other else. It was when Jack Black met Kate Winslet. I think it was the first time he met her or something in that area. Yeah, no, it was the first time he met her. And there was just romantic, like kind of romantic comedy, soundtracky type background music playing. And a lot of wind. And But then they acknowledge, they broke the fourth wall and acknowledge that what you were hearing was the music out of his car. And he's yeah. like, oh no, that's written by so-and-so. Yeah. And I even went like, you know, out loud to Stephanie. Went, like, oh, did they you just write broke. that? Yeah, yeah, but I thought that was cool that it was like, 
they're hearing the background yeah. music. You are. I thought that was a neat. I, that was cool. See, and that's the one thing I think this movie did it's really. Smart. Well, I think this was. Yeah, the the whole movie kind of knew what it was, and was the dialogue perfect? Hell no. Some of it was <laughs> laughably bad. Cameron Diaz got hit with some terrible dialogue yeah. that she just had to say. She but, had a wing. Yeah. But the fact that it kept like snapping back to her in the context of movie trailers which is what she makes mm-hmm. like it ma- amanda like, but it, it all that campiness kind of fit all together yeah. it knew what it was and it all worked together whereas uh other rom-coms try if they had bad dialogue sometimes it feels pieced together and whatever but yeah. th- it, worked it worked because of yeah. all that together and, and i i, I know emma really was getting angry it. because there wasn't more jack black she's like it's an hour in where is jack black and it's true he really didn't get introduced you're right like she had kate winslet's first meet cute was with eli wallach i really was wondering if this was going to turn into a story because jack black wasn't around Mm -hmm. i wondered if this was going to turn into a a, if its lesson would be that we can find different types of love in our lives like that cameron diaz would find romantic love and kate winslet would just find a companion and someone she enjoyed being with and an older guy to someone to elucidate her own issues Yeah, yeah and not not necessarily a romantic whatever so that's where i thought it was going is that nancy meyer's life as yeah. we say good ones have lessons within them yeah. i thought that was going to be the lesson because jack black was nowhere she probably had to grow more than most i mean cameron diaz was a workaholic you know type a intense person mm. but kate winslet oh my god she had to like give up that dude get her life shit straight deal with her own self-esteem figure out who she was like it was she had a lot of growing to do well and here here's the question that kind of jumped to me about that is like you know at what age and i know it's different for every person but at what age do we just kind of learn to look after ourselves and not let our heartstrings tug us along do you know what i mean like some people never learn that are you kidding people (sighs) elizabeth taylor got married nine times yeah i guess you're right because i if you have the access and the gravitas, you can do whatever the hell you want. I don't know. You, don't that have just... to. you can be Peter Pan your whole life. I, and you know what, actually, Sarah, I will I will argue against what you're saying this one All time. Right. Yes, if you are some people. I, I'm speaking about more the median. I would say by the time you're usually, if you make it to like your late 20s, you've more than likely been burned a couple times and maybe you have a more level head because I can't think of too many 30-year-olds I know that yeah. do get head in the clouds. Yeah, I mean, is true. it really like... And, and then I guess what it's I'm really true. asking out of this, is it a function of time I think it's or is more it how many times place. you get burned? Okay, no, I yeah. think it's a function. I think it's different than both of those things. Okay. I think it's that when you're in your teens and early 20s, you're thrown together with people in classes or in summer situations like camps or whatever or college or you're in this study group or you're in this whatever that you get thrown together with people. Once you get to be older, you don't get that very often. It's like, I go to work every day. I go to the gym. Okay. I do this. People have affairs with people from the gym. Like, like there's not a lot of variety. Once you get older, it's like your friends groups are fairly set. Like, just like Cameron Diaz said in the movie, if you're 35 and single as a woman, you're more likely to get killed by a terrorist than to get married. And I don't know if that was just a line that Nancy Myers wrote, if there's some accuracy to that. But by the time you're 30, 35, your life is 
way more set than it was 10 years ago. You know, you have less opportunity, whereas people like Elizabeth Taylor, people in Hollywood. So you're saying it's less thrown together on sets all the time and weird different combinations of people. And you're with these people for a limited amount of time. It feeds into the ability to have these different relationships that you that you had when you were younger. So you're saying that if you continue to be presented with those chances to be around I think shifting so. groups, you okay. And I'm not I, I don't know. I think it's human nature unless, you know, you are a diligent and committed person. That's I think that's one of the reasons why there are so many Hollywood breakups and love stories. Because there is constant flux. Yeah. There are always movies coming out. Everyone's very attractive. Mm. And it's just like, here we go. You know what is interesting about what you said in, in a lots of money, kind of going lots to lots of freedom. Not necessarily a different subject, but you said, you know, when you're younger you're in school and there's college and all this and that, like no one gives you a quick heads up at any point through any of that <laughs> process like change. And it, so- and it sounds. I got rid- told that all the time. I did not, and it so- and it sounds ridiculous to say in a way, hmm. but it really took me until like my late twenties. I was kind of looking around and going, like, man, I don't, I don't meet that many. I don't meet as many people. I knew there's somebody, and then I thought, well, I'm, ne- I'm never around thirty different people yeah. from my same age group yeah. that I cycle through every handful of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it was just one of those like like I should have known yeah. this shit. It's evident. I'm not an idiot. I was but told just... by my parents all the time, like, this is the time in your life. It's not gonna be like this any like for very long. You gotta live it up. That would have been great fucking advice for me to get when <laughs> I was twenty one, Sarah, because things could be a lot different mm-hmm. right now. But... That's why by senior year I was drinking four nights a week <laughs> and going out constantly. I, well by senior year, Sarah, I was drinking four nights a week and going out constantly for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> probably the same reasons i just knew you that knew there was a them. finish line <laughs> i just i knew there was a uh, a pendulum swinging over my head i could feel it but i didn't know it why is it windy <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of windy the santa Ana winds play an awesome role in this because I didn't know what they were when I first watched this movie. I was like, what the hell are the Santa Ana winds? And then there's a show on the CW that got picked up by Netflix called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Great show. Rachel Bloom wrote this and created it. And it's it's like kind of a musical rom-com sitcom. And she is a high-powered attorney in uh, New York. She happens to run into her camp her jewish camp boyfriend from high school from like 15 or 16 years old and sees him on the streets of new york because he's given up his broadway dreams and is moving back to west covina california and she on a whim quits her job she's miserable and moves to west covina and tries to like rediscover him it's a mess and it's so great and she has these awesome songs. And in season two, she has an entire song about the Santa Ana winds. And she personifies it in this little guy who dances and sings about how he fucks everything up. And it's great. I need to link it on yeah. Instagram or something about the Santa Ana winds because it taught me a lot about... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The only thing I know about the Santa Ana winds is they were... changed. Well, no. They, they, they were what got all these fires stoked up is what yeah, they kept saying. They did. So they, they, really are, did. they are motherfuckers. They are known to be destructive and they bring about change 
you know, mythologically and in reality. Okay, Kate, who do you think had better chemistry in this movie? Kate Winslet and Jack Black or Cameron Diaz and Jude Law? Because <sighs> the reason I ask, and let me let me lead into that. Honestly. The reason I ask, you were talking about Santa Ana wins and Kate Winslet and Jack Black. They have a great meet. Kate. Well, and they kept saying to each other, don't like two or three times. Don't blow away in the wind because mm. he told her about the Santa Ana wins when he got he got a little eyelash out of her eye at the beginning yeah, when they met. That was a good meet. And, but I like that it kept coming back to that. Don't blow away in the wind. I thought that was the cutest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> so in for me, for my dollars, the donuts, I'm saying because Kate, here's the thing. Jude Law has chemistry with everyone. That's what I'd just like to announce. Mm. He clearly was like, they portray him in the beginning as such a ladies' man, and he just like ha- makes out with all these women and stuff. And it's like, what single widower like pawns his kids off on his mom and goes out and like randomly hooks up with one night stand women? That's kind of creepy. Again, Jude Law being kind of creepy. Whereas Jack Black and Kate Winslet, it's so pure and just like, oh, you've got something in your eye. Well, that was something. It seems so natural to him. Like at the when they finally got together during the Writers Guild speech or whatever, and he asked to come to Mm -hmm. for New Year's and I've never been to England and all that. It felt it really felt like an awkward moment, not an awkward moment, a brave moment that I have had sitting with a girl. It felt so fucking really? real. Aww. You know, I mean, it's just not that exact, but it felt so real and so genuine that I think that they had the better chemistry in this. Hmm. And I, I never thought I wasn't ever comparing chemistries, but what were you going to say? I'm asking you to compare chemistries, but I don't want to, but I want you to, I want the, you to declare a winner. Sarah. That don't say that love is beautiful I think in all its forms. That Jack Black has chemistry like both those dudes were excellently cast because both of them could have chemistry with a can of paint like (laughs) seriously and you know who else could is noah centineo the peter kavinsky from to all the boys i've loved before i saw him pretend to have chemistry with james um what the heck is his name marsden no well that'd be great but uh Corden. Oh, okay. Because they he was on his show and they reimagined to all the boys who left before, but with James Corden playing the lead. And he seriously, he could have chemistry with a wall, with a blank wall. And I think that they could too, both of those dudes. Like that's what Jude Law has that you can't explain. That you're like, you I just don't know about you, but damn. You got that twinkle in your well, no, eye. And Jack Black charming. has that same, he's a little funny round dude, but he has that twinkle that KG never had. And they're so funny together because I wouldn't say he's necessarily all that more attractive than KG from from uh, Tenacious D, but he has that je ne sais quoi that's just like, yeah. You could definitely hook up with Kate Winslet. Sure. When when you talk about Jude Law, it he just he does have this weird charm. And in watching yes. him, I kept coming back to He does when, something with his mouth that's like, hmm. Well when he first when he first met Cameron Diaz and he comes in and he's supposed to be playing drunk and showing up at her house, mm-hmm. he entirely disarms this woman. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a movie that we kind of have to go with what's happening, but I really felt like he could do that. 
I feel like oh, this guy could sure. knock on a door of a he random could be woman. drunk and just wander in I am, and score. I am literally saying this scenario in this movie is not outlandish for Jude oh, Law, the person I to absolutely do. Agree. I think he probably has done that. Like <laughs> He may be doing it right, right now. now. Yeah. In one of his 17 cities that he's touring. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> does he sing? I don't know, but he should. <laughs> so, Jack Black does. Well, I've never wooed a woman at a door, Sarah, but I feel like if it was the Christmas season, you'd have to at least give her well, some sort of serenade. The funny thing is, in real life, Jack Black's wife looks a lot like Maggie, his girlfriend who cheats on him. Really? Yeah. It's She's not her, artist. right? No, it's not okay. her. She's an artist, and she is similarly vibed mm. and looking mm. it's just like well good for you yeah look there you go and i do have to say one more thing these aren't exactly cameos but in the opening no those are cameos what oh sorry go ahead no, <laughs> what are no no i just no i just pulled a sarah start over and i'll edit it start over and i'll edit it. i just pulled a sarah that's what it feels like to do a podcast with you sarah that's what it feels like okay you just got a side of it <laughs> disorienting yes <laughs> Where you admit you have a point you want to make and then you have to abandon it immediately. That's funny. I'm gonna pour my wine, lady. Make your point. Okay. So it may not be exactly cameos, but at the very, very opening scene, there are these two people like kissing under this tree, very like mm. walk to remember style, enjoying each other, kissing, just so kissing. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's Odette Annabelle. Which in the movie, she has a different um, byline because apparently she got married, but she was in House, in the show House. And I was like, that's Odette Annabelle. And then she's kissing Alex O'Loughlin, I think is his name, from a ton of rom-coms. He's from the one that made him more famous was The Backup with Jennifer Lopez, where she like has an insemination and then starts dating him and she's like by the way i'm pregnant and then he has to decide but right now he's in hawaii 50 and they're just like making out at the beginning of the movie and that's the trailer that she that cameron diaz is trying to cut with john krasinski and katherine hahn and i believe katherine hahn was actually pregnant in that and emma was like oh my god it's john krasinski like she was she's like it's jim from the office you said cameos and we will we'll touch on this well we'll touch on there's it now. there's a big cameo there's set no there's several mm -hmm. because i what my when it what's when it the biggest on, cameo for you the biggest cameo for me would be dustin hoffman yeah yeah the hoff yeah but out of but it really he is like it wasn't planned he wandered, he drove into a block. He was he in drove an actual blockbuster and saw all the cameras. Shut the fuck and up. And walked into the blockbuster and was like, I want to do this. And Nancy Myers was like, all right. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Because you have Dustin Hoffman. And then in the beginning, you also have Lindsay Lohan and, and James, James Franco. Franco. Yeah. So we do have our cameos in this. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So I know we're jumping around a little bit, but we've gotten to this place where Cameron Diaz and Jude Law are like lovey-dovey and she's met his kids and now Kate Winslet has met Jack Black and he his girlfriend admitted she cheated on him so they're kind of like being friends but you can tell they want to be more and um, they're at this sushi restaurant and he leans over to grab one of her sushis and grazes her boob and he's like whoop I just touched your boob there a little bit. I'm sorry. Apparently, that happened 
he did that to Nancy Myers in real life. And she thought that was so funny that she added it to the script where he just like played into it. It was like, whoopee, I just like touched your boob. I'm sorry. Like, so funny. Can I ask you as a guy an honest question? And I'm 34 years old, so I've had to attack this ad lib or ad hoc a few times. No, right. ad lib. Ad hoc. Which way? Ad-lib. I don't know. What are you going to say? I would, uh, if you do accidentally graze a boob, it's better to just acknowledge it, right? Yeah. And be like, whoops, yeah. I just touched your boob instead of just yes, like being way too embarrassed. to okay. acknowledge it. Okay. Because yeah. the obvious like flight or fright response for me is usually uh, fright and just like, <laughs> oh, I need to get out of the room. Turtle as, in the shell. Yeah. yeah I, need, <laughs> I need to get out of here as quick oh, as possible. No. All right. I've burned this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Time to run. Well, there's 20 years of friendship down the yeah. drain. See ya. No, definitely acknowledge okay. it. So, uh, to anyone out there listening in high school, if you're a guy, hey, you touch that boob, just be like, it's eh, just accidentally touch your boob. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay, good. Just say, I'm sorry. Whoopsie. 34 years old. Glad I learned that finally. Yes. So that was hilarious and so true. And then he goes back because he gets a call from Maggie and she's like, I need to talk to you. And he goes back to his house and she explains to him how God, that what a mistake it was. And I, I don't know what I was thinking. And she's standing there in a... He had called like, her date out on a date with another guy yeah. while she was supposed to be out of town. Right. That ugh. that's a walk away situation. But they'd only been dating for it's like situation. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah. And they'd only been dating for like five months. Yeah, very little. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> she's standing there in like an above the knee black pencil skirt and black boots that are like, you know, normal sized black boots and i'm like those are the legs i want those are amazing legs like i have bad knees they've always been larger and like not great and then i have small calves and so i look at her who has these nice slim knees slim knees and these nice big shapely calves wearing these boots, and I'm like, that those are those are the legs that I wish I could have. <laughs> you these have are, this is great. You have dream legs. Yeah. Do guy? I don't think guys have anything like that. I've Some never... do because I watched a uh, um, MTV makeovers. I want calf implants. Oh, that's it. But no, that wasn't that one on like body dysmorphia or something. I don't know. I, I know what you're talking Just about. Just doing calf implants. I think the closest that I've ever been to something like that is like obviously Pitman Fight Club. He had that <laughs> he had that six pack and that sex V, but that's uh, like such a weird asp. That's different than wanting like nice legs, shapely legs. Well, because do you guys I could notice get... like your calf to knee ratio? No, absolutely I do. no, absolutely not. It. I think it's more. Uh, I mean, I don't sit there and like thumb it out and be like, well, that's that's <clears throat> three to one. Like things just aren't lining up mm. right. Um, no, I think it's just more. I just don't like mine. I think you're crazy. I think everybody. But that's every everybody's got something that they don't that they, they fixate like. on. It just doesn't look right. Everybody or, you needs know, a bosom them. for a pillow. Everybody needs a bosom. Jude Law and Kate Winslet have been in two other movies together. All the King's Men, which I don't know what that is. And then Contagion, which scared the hell out of me. Have you ever seen that movie? Is that the one with Matt Damon? Yes. Yeah, that one's for you. They say that that was... No, they... Damn, the C- that's exactly how it's going to happen. Well, because they said the, C- the CDC was like a really big into it because <sighs> they wanted... It is accurate to what yes. would happen. Yeah. 
Oh my god, it scares me so badly. I have like a real fear of mass contagion. As you have a sick husband at home coughing and <laughs> covering speak. everything with his germs. <laughs> yeah. hey, and Sarah, a daughter with a fever. Sarah, yeah. could you do me a favor and tell people how your husband is currently communicating with you due to his voice being gone? <laughs> and this claps. is no and this is <laughs> this at is your accurate. No and but but I want it to be known that this is not him being a chauvinistic pig. No, it was I, your I created request. This. Yeah, I created this. Monster. Because he was getting frustrated if we were in another room and I yelled a question at him. So I yelled, clap once for yes and twice for no. So now he just claps. <laughs> and it works fine. It's good. So in this movie, the one thing that when I was watching it was Stephanie jumped out to us both is there's a scene where Cameron Diaz is in this tub. The The tub that Cameron Diaz is in is very deep, like, you know, top to bottom, but very short width wise. Hmm. So for her to be sitting in it, her legs have to basically be at a 45 or greater angle. And I said to Stephanie, she has to be crazy flexible to do that, to which Sarah is now trying to make the and But her <laughs> feet were straight out. Oh, they were up. all the way straight up and out. Can't do that on this chair. Uh, but so Ste- when I said I said well, Cameron Diaz has to be crazy flexible to do it. And Stephanie looks at me and goes, oh, yeah, no, she really is. <laughs> And I went, she knows. And I went, what do you mean? She went, oh, no, 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 no. She has a book where she talks about being really flexible in it. And then, no, no, no. And then Stephanie followed it up with, I have it upstairs. Oh, no. She she owns the book? She has Cameron Diaz's body book, apparently. Where is it? I want to look at it. We'll find it after the podcast. It's somewhere in this house. I'm flexible. Here's my book. But, okay, the only thing that I have to say that has any personal relevance is I was in Las Vegas. The only time I've been in Las Vegas, the tub in our bathroom was very short, but very deep. And I thought, what am I going to do with this thing? This is weird. I got in it and I really liked it. Really? Yeah. How'd you sit? Like this. Oh, like with your knees to your chest? Yeah. Like my knees more toward the bottom. And it was not like, I liked that it was deep because I was covered and I find that I get colder if I'm more stretched out. And like this provided lots of coverage all the way up to like my collarbone. So I didn't have to like feel like, am our boobs going to be out or are they going to be in? Or what are we going to do here? And how deep can this tub go? It was plenty deep. And I didn't feel like I needed to fully like stretch my legs out. Because what am I going to do with those legs swinging around anyway? It was just like, boop, here they are. I don't know. I liked it. Oh, we have to ask Brian. He did take a bath. He took a bath every day in that tub. We were there three oh, days. Oh, he loved that tub then. And he took a, well, he, t- he at that time of his life, he's a, he was a bath He took guy. a lot of baths. If he's sick or he doesn't feel good or he's hungover, he will take a bath. Like he was in the bath twice today, I think, because he's sick. And maybe because you guys went out last night. I don't know. <laughs> but he was in that a lot so i'll ask him he probably won't remember so when we talk about these romantic comedies we say the ones that are really good have have like a real moment of truth in them or a message and yeah. i'd say this one 100 percent does and we we have not talked at all or we have not talked much about the older screenwriter that kate winslet becomes a friend a friend of yeah but at one point he uses he says the quote that you said at the beginning when she's talking about the the guy you're that's treating like garbage. Yeah. yeah, and she says you're the leading lady of your own life. And I don't know why you're acting like a supporting. You, you need to be the leading lady of your own life. And again, that goes back to mm-hmm. what was the? There was another movie. Fool's that Gold. We, 
Yeah, where they said you, uh, everyone mm-hmm. is the main character. I'm the main character in my own life. It, but yeah. I think that's, again, we said it in Fool's Gold. That is mm-hmm. like such a good life lesson of just, yeah. it, you're, it, every, not just for comparing yourself to other people and remember how others are acting, mm-hmm. but also don't put yourself second fiddle to someone else when they're treating you like shit. Because like, this is your story, man. Get yeah. out there and tell it and this live it. This is your life. And I, again, same as Fool's Gold. I love that sentiment. I think it's something that I try to remind myself daily and live mm. by because it's a big failing of mine. And I, that was one of my really one of my really? favorite parts of the entire movie huh. is just that like there's a lot of truth that you can find in that from different angles and I, yeah. I enjoyed that quite a bit we've talked about the movie for quite a while let's dive into how much of a rom-com is it so let's All break right. down kind of our elements so the elements clearly the side friends her side friend from work is the same friend from the wedding date I can't think of what her name is but she's only in it for a tiny bit a very, I, w- very I would actually small say her sassy friend is almost the elderly guy because he gives her yeah he gives her a lot of advice that's true and when there's her and jack the back to reality speech is from him and her and jack black when they're sitting at dinner with the three the three him and two other elderly Mm -hmm. other screenwritery type guys hanukkah dinner yeah they're all that would be fun Mm -hmm. um i would say cameron diaz's sassy side friend hey does she have one no oh well Catherine hahn is maybe eh, I don't no? Because she's barely no. in it. She's just there to holy plug shit. On work. Cameron Diaz is really by herself a lot more now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. Like she yeah. is an island in this thing. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Now I feel really bad for her. <laughs> she's oh, I'm, fine. She I'm, works out fine. I'm glad she found Jude Law now. She can cry now. Oh. Was she having a mild heart attack throughout the beginning of this film? Because she, she keeps had epiglottal spasms, but, which apparently Nancy Myers had. Be... And she wrote it into the script because she used to have that. Because Cameron Diaz keeps throughout the beginning of the film talking about having and these. eating Pepsi AC like it was her job. But can't a mild heart attack also look like that? In my head canon, Cameron Diaz was having small yeah, heart Yeah, but attacks. the thing is, Nancy Myers also had this issue. She wrote it into the play, or into the screenplay on purpose. Oh, jeez. So, it's okay. not a heart attack. So, we, we do have sassy but side friends we've got present. precocious children. Jude Law's two oh, girls yeah. are the precocious children. They're so sweet. They are really. Those two little girls, Did Sophie we, uh, and we Olivia. May, we may not have talked about that. Uh, Cameron Diaz finds out Jude Law is a widower at one point. Yeah. He has two kids and they're just, yeah, they're so, are they're you so coming sweet. in? If you'd like to spend the night, you can. Mm-hmm. And Jude Law talks about the one is like, oh, she looks after me and the other yeah, one's going to be a real protector. pistol. Yeah. Yeah, they, and then Jack Black at the end is playing with them so mm-hmm. well. That was delightful. This will be. And of a lasting love. So, yeah. There, so yeah, we have precocious children. The location children slash city. This are is a incredibly dual. Important. Yeah. These are dual locations. Well, I think this whole movie. Dueling locations. Well, this whole movie, at the end of the day, it's it's dueling rom-coms. It's two rom-coms in one movie. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it. It is. It's two. It absolutely yeah, is two rom-coms. With two separate e- Each of these things. could be turned into one movie. And yet they yeah. work fantastically together. Yeah, I agree. The The locations of this film, though, are incredibly important because mm-hmm. it's two characters and two. One is from a hustling and bustling Malibu, L.A. It was two a very giant different house. Areas, but yes. <laughs> but L.A. I've been in L.A. They're kind of near Malibu's each other. Malibu's north. 
Still, you drive. They're close enough. I drove through them both. It's like forty minutes. Absolutely 40 minutes. no. Not what we Malibu to the, LA. You think we took the Pacific? There Coast were fires we, that raged through Malibu. Okay, let me put it that this didn't way. Didn't get to LA. Let me put it this way. <laughs> At one point, Stephanie went. We're in Malibu, and I feel like not that long afterwards, she was like, "Now we're in LA." Okay. <laughs> the jobs of the protagonist. Jesus Christ! I rolled spot my eyes. On. Everybody is like, in of news. Of course. Like, and if you're on house exchange and you're like, I'm a screenwriter or I'm a, I'm a <laughs> trailer maker in Hollywood. What are you? The odds of someone being like, I have my own house and I'm, a, you know, work for the times. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, no. How many people in this were our typical rom-com that they are in journalism? They're always uh, in journalism. Jude Law, Jude Law was some type of editor. If mm-hmm. I don't, if I don't recall wrong. His mom. His, his mom, dad was his a dad. writer. Uh, Kate Rufus Winslet Sewell. was a writer and, an and edit, yeah. did a little editing. Exactly. Rufus was a writer yeah. who Kate Winslet edited for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know Cameron Diaz made trailers, and in mm. a way, she's an editor. So mm. we're not super far away here. True. And then even her her friend was a Hollywood scriptwriter. Why can writers? Why do they're people, all writers? Because why they, why you know who love? writes writers. Who writes writers? Is writers. writers. <laughs> That's why. That's part of it. I'm re- writing this shitty script, and I'm gonna make it about a writer. Can you believe it? Come on. What's the conflict? Conflict is just the distance, right? I would say well, no. It's two, it's two different. It's two different conflict. Cameron Diaz and Jude Law are distance and. But I would say Jack Black and Kate Winslet are more previous relationships. I think Jude Law and Cameron Diaz started out as previous relationships. She tells them well, she's yeah, not going to fall no, in love with right. them because she just broke up with the guy the it, day before. Yeah, if you think about they, this, it's a very Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Like she breaks up with this guy the next day. She goes to England that evening. She meets Jude Law. She's like, I just broke up with the guy yesterday. Like this all happens in three like the next the third day they're going out on a date like it's crazy and then they have distance after they decided they like each other kate winslet and jack black relationships both of them you know have this it's really two simultaneous rom-coms all right each have an element of previous relationship impact yeah but cameron diaz and jude laws really more brings in the distance aspect of yeah. it, whereas because they decide they're like much more we like each other and we're yeah. gonna beat and he says he is in love with her at the end yeah which she never which she, she never, never reciprocates yeah. which i thought was interesting mm-hmm. she there. can't feel love maybe once she cries she can't or she, that heart attack finally comes right okay so what other elements do we have then we've got the montage, which we talked about, the bossa nova. Yep. We've got um, the jobs. We've got the location. We've got the levity slash joie de vie. It most certainly did have a levity. To, For sure. To necessary yeah. romantic comedy levity. Yeah. For sure. I love that Eli Wallach explains what a meat cute is. I love that too. It was yeah. Great. This movie broke the fourth wall a couple mm-hmm. times in, in some pretty clever. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty clever how it did, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Like Kate Winslet loves movies and talking about old hollywood mm. kim diaz is in the movies and creating trailers okay so on imdb i don't know what year she said this because this was written in 06 cameron diaz said this is her most physical role because what? of all the running she did but she did charlie's angels 
But was she in angels? But she was in heels. In, she was in like boots and stuff. Was she like running around in okay. Charlie's Angels? I thought that would be way more physical. But she ran so much in this movie. She's like exhausted. I know why. I know why it's the most physical. Apparently, Nancy Meyer is known for Myers is known for doing a ton of retakes. Oh no, like, she's the opposite of Clint Eastwood. She, she is the who was it that does a ton? Stanley Kubrick. She's a Stanley Kubrick of rom coms. And to the point where when they were doing, I know it's crazy for a rom-com um, when they were doing the office scene, when the editor announces Rufus Sewell's engagement, apparently they did that so many times that Kate Winslet fell to her knees and put her hands on the desk and was like praying that it would be over and everyone started laughing because it was like insane how many takes nancy myers did that's fantastic yeah so that'll drive you nuts yes if you're running down a street over and over again in heels in the snow oh my god i would kill her I would still love to one day have you run in heels in the snow. Well, you and well, not necessarily in the snow, but get a group of of girls we know, like you and and my girlfriend, and maybe one or two others, and have each of you do in heels, like a twenty yard as quick as you can on flat earth, and yeah. and and time it, and see how quickly a woman can Oof. actually move in heels, and then figure out if it's she so if bad. if Cameron Diaz had to make it a mile, if it would take her like an hour. You know, I mean. Or what it would take for her to move in I that. That would be so. tough. I would probably, in terms of a sub-genre, it's kind of, it's a travel. It's a travel for sure. Travel slash escapist. Yeah. Sub-genre. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Kind of it, in the same vein is uh, Leap Year that we did. I mean, a yeah. little little different, uh-huh. but yeah. Leap Year or what? Yeah, travel or- to expand your mind. Travel to have self-revelations. Mm-hmm. There you go. What would you give it I'm gonna, on the rom-com scale? On a rom-com scale of how much of a rom-com this is. Yeah. And again, not saying how much we like it, not right. saying how good of a movie it is, but how much of a rom-com and the elements that it encompasses. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to agree with me. What? I'm giving this a 10. Really? I, I genuinely am because there is nothing else this movie can be. And <laughs> it hit every check mark I can think of. Uh, the only ones that it didn't, we for me, would be like it ending on a kind of like sassy note. But that's more of a trope than a actual element that we talked about. Yeah. So I, I really would put this up there with you've got mail type. Of, I, wow. I really would either either a 10. No, I, I, I'm almost backing off and saying 9.5. But I am going to go 10 on it because hmm. there is nothing else this can be. Apparently, according to IMDb, there was a band called the Wombats. Who saw this movie? Uh, I have seen the Wombats live. Oh shit! With with our good friend Joe. Oh well, they saw this movie. They were so angry about it. They wrote a song about it and how it wasn't as good as Bridget Jones' Diary. How it was no Bridget Jones' Diary, and they were like very pissed. And I'm like, but what did you expect? Like, okay. But isn't it still a rom-com? Why are you so angry about it? Yeah. So that gives me pause. Like, what did you want? Did you just want one story instead of two? I mean, I guess that's why it's different is because it's four couples instead of two. But that's kind of fun. Gets you more into the plot and less bogged down in the emotion, you know? 
It, yeah, I mean, it's two simultaneous rom-coms going together that pull together and are intertwined just enough to make it interesting, but enough that it's independent stories pretty much entirely. Yeah. The only time they really intertwine is either the very, very end, where they come together for New yeah. Year's, or the one phone call interaction that Kate Winslet has with both Jude Law, her brother, and Cameron Diaz. And yeah. that's a very funny scene. Yeah. So what then what would you give it, Sarah, if you had to give a number to it? What the hell are the wombats thinking? What do they want? Am I right? <laughs> I don't know why I want to hold back slightly. Follow your heart, man. Maybe I just liked You've Got Mail better. But this is, okay, that's fair. This this isn't a scale of like, <laughs> I know, though. it's not a scale of like. It's a scale of how much of a quintessential rom-com is this? It's very if you, much so. If an alien plop... And it's plop, a Nancy Myers yeah, one. If an alien plopped down if on Earth, Nancy, Sarah. If, if, an, if a Nancy Myers... If an alien <laughs> plopped down, I wouldn't show him, show him, show them this, though. I would show him slash them more... Of just a one couple one. Okay. So do you think that, so for you, the two couples dilutes it's it? It's different. I don't know if it dilutes it or if it just makes it different enough to not be spot on. Does that make sense? Like, if I'm thinking classic rom-com, just classic mm-hmm. rom-com, I'm thinking Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, Roman Holiday, two people. It's a two-person deal. Yeah. So maybe just by its very nature, even though I really liked that there were four people, I think if I was introducing this genre to an alien, I wouldn't probably show this movie. I wouldn't choose this movie. You know? So then what number? 9.5. That's fair then. Should that be our new gauge of if it's a 10? Would you show this movie to an alien alien if you wanted to show them what a romantic comedy was? Yeah, I think so. I think that's accurate. Oh, man, under that, I'm going to stick by my 10. I I really am. I really enjoyed it thoroughly, but I I understand and I respect what you're saying. But this is also a Christmas rom-com. Does that, do, do you think it fulfilled the Christmas not really. Wishes? No. I don't. I think they could have made this any other time of year. Hmm. I think this being a Christmas, because there wasn't really much of a Christmas. You don't think Christmas. Surrey beautiful in the snow? No, they, everything looked wonderful. It was wonderful. They really didn't address Christmas. That's they, what I mean. It they wasn't. They never had a Christmas. Like, yeah. they, they apparently were there before Christmas and sometime over Christmas, but they never had a Christmas scene. They never addressed That's Christmas. That's what I mean. It, it is a they Christmas. They never talked about their families. Where are their parents or siblings or anything? Yeah. Jude Law was confused when he found out that Kate Winslet was in America. Yeah, so as a as a <laughs> It really wasn't a Christmas. It was No, it wasn't. It was more end of the year. Yeah. Winter. It was a winter rom So I'd watch this. Yeah, I'd it was watch very this in Hugge. Winter. Do you know the term Hugge? No. It's H Y G G E. Okay, okay. I always thought it was pronounced Hugge, but it's Hugge. And it's a Scandinavian term for like cozy winter time. Oh, okay. Like you got a fire going, got some sweet pillows and a nice warm blanket and you've just made everything very Hugo. Hmm. Uh, like your girlfriend's house is very is very Hugo. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this? Where would Laura Dern be? Where would Laura Dern be? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh man. What? You know what Laura Dern would be good as? What? I don't know how they'd make Kate uh, Kate Winslet meet her, 
but to replace the elderly writer with Laura Dern as maybe like she meets her as mm. Laura Dern's out for the more like her morning walk or something. Speed walk. Yeah, and Laura Dern's like her fun. I'm not saying elderly by any we would need to age Laura Dern up, but she's just she is that mm. I don't see that. She's that friend and that confidant that gives her advice. You can't see Laura Dern giving her the advice no. of you are the, the you have to be much story in your main character. No, I disagree. I huh. think Laura Dern could do it. It'd just that. be a different Okay, kind of then thing. where do you think Laura Dern would fit? You know what? I wonder. Maybe we'll see more of these as time goes on. But why couldn't Kim and Diaz be bi? And why couldn't Laura Dern be Ed Burns' character? That's fair. Well, right? and, what, and what you're postulating, why? Yeah, why not? She's like attractive, older, established. And Cameron Diaz isn't giving her what she wants, you know? I could see that. Here's a real question, and I would love to actually see if we could find some of these. Do you think then that would take the movie from being a rom-com and turn it into some sort of exploration of someone finding sexuality? You know what I mean? Because there's a uh, difference, there's a difference there. And I don't, and then it wouldn't be Nancy Myers anymore. Okay. Because I, I like because I like what you're saying, and if they made it, uh, if they didn't make a big deal out of, are yeah. you kind of getting I what I'm trying Nancy to say Myers here? Just had her as a character, just like any other character. I think it could work. Okay, it's just could she pull that off? Because she makes comments when she does her like as good as it gets. She makes comments on age and makes comments on growth and individuality and and self revelation. And I think we're at a point, hopefully, where you could do that with a bisexual character without making a big deal about it. And and still basically keeping the universal truth of romance. Because it's like, I always think yeah. of uh, Camille Nanjiani, mm-hmm. what he, he was saying at the Oscars about when people were, a reporter asked him something akin to there being so many uh, diverse movies with diversified cast now. Mm -hmm. And if people could find truth in that and he went, well, I've been watching movies basically of you guys. I'm paraphrasing obviously, but I've been watching movies of you guys for years and they've touched me. Mm -hmm. Why should our stories not touch you in the same way? And again, I'm very much paraphrasing, but um, I I don't see why as long as you How would that not be universal? Yeah, exactly. And so just because it is like, you know, uh, uh, the more it's mainstream, the more it's accepted. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. I never, I did not, uh, I did not think of that, Sarah. So that is also a good. You go. Do you have anything else to say about no, this I film, don't. Sarah? I did it all. You did it all, <laughs> Sarah. If someone wanted to look on our Instagram and see some photos and stuff. Where would they go for that? They'd go to romcomcomdotcom. Well, if someone wanted to send you an email, do you want to tell them where to send that? R- mail. At romcomcom.com. That's fantastic, Sarah. And as always, I want to thank This Is My Suitcase for letting us use their song Love off the keys to Cat Heaven as our intro and outro. So thanks, guys. And check them out on their side projects. Uh, I have fun, Sarah. Mm-hmm. We've, been, uh, we've been drinking wine and cocktails, and this Saturday was fun. Night. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night. It's Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night. Saturday night. <laughs> Thanks for
that's all. That's all you have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs>